Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Well, that way, I'm here tonight. Two, one, two, three, four. Woke up this morning looking for my shoes. Looked behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate? Hey, how's it going? 
he's so cool. He's just so like, hey, what's up? I love you, Tom. And, of course, oh, William Brower. Hey, all right, William. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Hey, Tom. And, hey. And, William Brower, I do have to apologize to your lovely wife who has to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure I, to relay I, I the apology for I wake her up it. all the time, and she's just like, you're just like, shh, can you stop ringing my phone? My wife is trying to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yep, the, the, the $10 million <laughs> statement. Yeah. And uh, that, that's what happens when you're friends with me. You see, what happens is, I'm on the West Coast, he's on the East Coast, and he says, stop calling me this late at night. No, I love you, William. I love you. 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 I love you both. I love you both. And, of course, you know, Nicholas Garbowski's on. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Oh, yeah, that's me. I I thought uh, the one and uh, only. I I thought she um, she told me uh, uh, I I found out that it was Colin. I thought it was Pauland. So Oops. I was gonna huh? say uh, so yeah, Pauland, yeah, Pauland. He he's yeah. uh, you know who Pauland is, don't you? Hollywood Square. Yeah, I, and uh, <laughs> I was going no, I'm I'm Nick. I, I wouldn't be like Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn would be like, oh, Charlotte, affair <laughs> is a veritable smorgasbord, porgasbord, after the crowd, or, or oh, Samantha. But uh, no, 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 uh, it was me. It was me. It wasn't Paul Lynn. It was Nick. Paul Lynn, right. Nick. So. What? Or, or, Makes or me think of, of Hollywood Tom. Squares, though. But yeah. Or trying to be cool right now because we get a really cool guest right now. And oh, fancy! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you did to us right now. All right. Yeah. Uh, a couple, a couple announcements. Aaron D. Johnston's back on the road. He's back on the road. Selling that Amish stuff. He's living the dream, Aaron D. Johnston. I'm so happy for him because Tom, William, he was a guest on the show. He was not, you know, he's working in a factory. He's trying to sell honest Amish stuff, talking beards. He built an empire. Now... Aaron D. Johnston is living the dream. What the hell? Who did that? So Aaron D. Johnston living the dream, traveling the country, selling honest Amish. And by the way, I I I'm going to mail your soaps, these guys, you two, this week. I'm using the soap. Now, I love it. Cool. So, she, so look at that, Tom. She's, gonna, she's using the soap, and then she's going to mail it to us. 
I'm going to mail it to you guys. I'm going to mail it to you guys next week. I keep saying Nick, print out the label. I, I tried I, it, too. It's really good. I, I tried it. I lathered up my, uh, you know, the the, um, the incredible shrinking women, woman, wit, well, woman. Oh, <laughs> I wish I was a little bottle of soap. But, uh, soap. Yeah, with uh Wish it was well, a little bar. I can go slippy sliding over everybody's tiny. Oh, I wish I was a little bar soap. I know Aaron D. Johnson's going to kick my ass tomorrow. Yeah, so I did that, and then I put it back in the box. So, um, so yeah, so, um, yeah. So, so it's going it's really to good. be it's really good soap, guys. So it's going to be who's going to get next bar of soap on his butt. Well, no, I, that, 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 uh, that came before we're mailing it. So, no, so these yeah. guys have something really to so look forward we're, to. So we're going to so pay. Out, why is used? <laughs> so you guys are going to have to pay the soap suicide. Who's going to get the bar of soap? Our guest tonight might... I, I, I rubbed Tabasco sauce on it too, just to let you know. So it'll be even better when you like lather up and go. What? What is this? So, oh, it stings! It stings! And then you know, you'll call us back and you'll go. It stings! Why does it sting? And I'd go. Well, I put Tabasco sauce on it. Aaron D. So Johnson. Of uh, Honest Amish, we promise oh. there's no Tabasco sauce, and Nick did not wash his butt. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, actually. But that would be a good flavor for a flavor. <laughs> flavor. A good, uh, good uh, like, mm. scent for it. So, yeah. Tabasco scent. Yeah. With the stuff and the things. Aaron, I'm so sorry how far this commercial Well, I'll bet you anything he at this point he probably pulled off to the side of the road on the highway and is writing it down on his notepad going Tabasco sauce scented soap. No to uh, self, that, thank that, you. That that would hurt anybody. Pumpkin spice. That's sort of good. Oh, man, they do need a pumpkin spice. You can sell a pumpkin spice dog food and somebody buy it. I got to admit, I did buy a licorice when when Aaron was there, and I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll get the regular for Tom and William. He's like, you know, we got licorice, and I was like, oh, that smells so good. I'll take that for me. So you guys are not getting the licorice scent. You're getting the original scent, and it smells really good. In fact, I bathed in it tonight, and it it is really good soap. You guys are going to love it. And I, I promise Nick put no Tabasco sauce on any of that. Oh no! It it it. Uh, I I uh, yeah. I didn't touch it. Still in the box, good as new. All that jazz. 
So, yeah, I, oh, okay. I lied. I lied. He lied to you. They should All have, right. a, like, a, a beaver testicle smell flavor or something with the, yeah. Would that be vanilla? Vanilla. It would be vanilla, like artificial vanilla beaver testicle. All right, before we bring on the guest. I don't know, man. That's yeah, out there. Yeah, artificial vanilla and a lot of, um, like, cookies and things that you buy at the store actually comes okay. from beaver testicles. Yeah, so. At least you didn't suggest yeah. an evening and anus smell or something like that. <laughs> you know. Well, that's one of my favorite planets, but yeah. 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 Thankfully, yeah. our guest um, is I mean, not you know, I mean, that's the thing from Uranus. Yeah, we're... Okay. All right, any, any promotions? Go. I'll let William go first, because huh? i got to kind of look mine up a little bit here. Uh, nope, no, nothing on my end. Uh, I will Tom? be on a podcast uh, next... Uh, Got um, the heck's it called? I'm trying to think of the name. I think it's called Media Rate or something like that. Promoting In We Trust and In We Trust Two on SKST Radio, Blog Talk Radio, or something like that. Nice. Might be actually radio. I'm gonna think of it, but yeah. So there's a, it started with a tw- uh, part of a Twilight Zone group fan group on Facebook, and asked if I could post my pictures of my books, and I said, well, yeah, you know what? We'd like, you know. That'd be good. It'd be a good interview for the um, for a show. So next Saturday at twelve thirty. Please send us the link. And honestly, you are yep. a good interviewer, and that's why you know when I interviewed you, I said, Nick, I want Tom on to help co-host the show because he's great. Yes, yeah, SKST Radio Network in Virginia. So, I think it's near a naval base and everything too. So, but um, yeah. so that's Groovy. where I'll be next Saturday at twelve thirty. I'll share the link though later when I get yes. more. Yes, you know, please details. share the link. Uh, by the way, we're number two right now in ratings. Uh, that. P-G-I-S guy, he's beating us again. He's number one or number two. Number two. Hmm. Number two. That kind of stinks. I know. Uh, Why, what is this P-G-I-S guy doing? But, hey, you know what? We're going to get some creepy stuff going on. Cool. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, we're going into the Halloween season, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, everything. I'm actually outside taking a break from putting up all the Halloween stuff to, uh, you know, talking to all of you, or or shall I say, y'all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been, like, slaving and doing black bedsheet stuff. We just came out with... Um, uh, Part two of A Scream in the Night, our all-women's anthology edited and compiled by Raina Young, Miss Misery herself from the Bay Area Horror Host. And uh, I just came out with also an extended version of Eric Shuttleworth's Evil Houses compilation, 
Um, and uh, so now I'm <laughs> just like doing Halloween stuff. Uh, oh, it's endless. There's so much to do still. We're a little behind, but um, Nick, yeah. Nick, we got yeah. FPI unsolved. Oh yeah, yeah. Hold on a second though. But uh, yeah, so to end that, so you can like carry on. Um, oh, we're expecting like about a thousand trick or treaters this year, and Black Bedsheet Books authors signing for free their books. And, of course, we're giving away tons of books to children. That's more important than candy. But we have candy, too. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, season's here. So uh, spread the word. We are going to have our best Halloween season and Halloween night ever. It's going to be so busy. We're going to have security. We're going to have authors. We're going to have special stuff. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll Anyway, yep, okay, I think I'm done now. Love you. FBI Unsolved, dude. That, this is amazing to have you here. Thank you for having me on. Thank Welcome. you for Anytime. being here. Welcome. Welcome. Yep. You guys are, are lucky. You caught me on we are number two in the ratings. We're so sorry that we're number two now. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, she caught me on a day off, actually. Yeah. Wow. Tell us, tell us about you because you are you are nonstop busy. I am. I am. Um, I'm one of them people that I just don't stop. You're correct. Um, I started out in this field about 26 years ago uh, in the paranormal field, but I knew there was something missing. Um, my son actually was murdered, the police department, because it was a very small oh. town, couldn't figure out. I did not um, know that. Who, who murdered my son. Um, so I decided to put myself through college for a death investigation, basic pathologist and criminal profiling through Homeland Security. Um, I solved my own son's case. Wow. Decided wow. The, the, kid that, the kid that murdered my child only got three years because he was mentally disabled. Oh. Oh. I um, needed anybody to go through that. And I knew the dead spoke. I'm a mortician. Um, so I can guarantee you the dead speak. I know for a fact they do. So I incorporated forensic science and other sciences into the field of the paranormal. Wow. That's ways to do it. So I, um, I've been very, very lucky. Um, I have a great job. I'm, like I said, I actually worked as a mortician, have some crazy things happen. Um, and just recently, I had one of my big books picked up into a movie. I don't know if anybody follows my um, Facebook page, but the book was picked up into a three-part TV series and a movie. Wow. That's incredible. That is... what, what's it called? The Little Diaries. It has nothing to do with haunting. Can you um, say the name again, please? 
Stiletto Diaries. If you go to my Facebook okay. page, it's the Stiletto Diaries uh, is right there. It's a three-part series. It's Stiletto Diaries, Stiletto Angels, and Stiletto Night. Oh, that's, okay. that's really interesting. What's it about in a nutshell? Um, it's about, it's off the stage, out of the bright neon lights, and straight into the seedy underbelly of the Mawbone Club. Um, a lot of people do not know this about me. I Well, they if they ever read my book, they do. But um, I used to actually run a lot of strip clubs for the Colacarcio family, which is a very well-known mafia family. Oh. Out of it, years and years and years and years, and years ago. Um, decided to write a book on the truth behind it all. Now, I didn't set out, TLC at one point in time wanted to pick up Stiletto Diaries, um, but they just wanted to make it happy, fluffy. I'm not a happy, fluffy girl, just not. Um, so I pulled it, and it sat on a shelf for 10 years, well, nine, nine years. And it was just picked up to go into movie and TV shows. So, and now I'm working on um, a book that I had put down a while back, it's the haunting at the King House. Okay. Nice. Um, the King House is a very well known house in uh South Carolina. It actually uh, my, many uptown corner town. Many investigators have gone and many investigators have not made it out intact. Um, the King House is a force to be reckoned with. So um I'm finishing up that as we speak. Don't know who's going to publish it yet. I haven't reached out to any publishers um, for that particular one, but I do know my agent definitely wants to see it for a book, for for a movie. So, but I don't know the publisher on that one yet, you guys. Okay. So I have to find a publisher. There's a publisher on the phone right now with you. Oh. Is there? Well, Nicholas is a good thing, man. Nicholas, uh, you're a publisher. Nick? Uh-oh. <laughs> Nicholas ran away. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do have a publisher on the phone from Black Betsy Books. He, he published Tom he, Sawyer. Even though the phone is currently sitting on the countertop of the garage. I, okay. I don't know what, yeah, yeah, Nick is, he's setting up for Halloween, so believe me. I'm Nick right here. Not, I'm right here. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I'm setting up for Halloween, but I'm going back and forth. I have to do See, I told you guys well, he ran away. There is a publisher right here. No, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, I, I publish books. It's okay. my lot in life. Okay, well, I do know this particular one will go TV. I just have to finish writing it and get a publisher to put it out. Other than that, we're good. Awesome. Ed, you know, I accept submissions all the time. If you uh, want to uh, just email me and I'll I'll look at it and, and 
and out yeah. the whole nine yards. Just enough for, you know, I mean, look at it. I can say yes. I could say no. You could say yes. You could say no. But, uh, yeah, but that's that's what I do for a living and been doing it. I've been in the industry since the 1980s. Um, since, um, since my first book was published in 1988, and then that led on to Halloween 4, and and then, you know, ever since, it's been like, you know, that's that's what I do. Yeah, I have the coming out. I have the haunting at the King House. And then I have tales from the morgue coming out. Yeah, those sound right up my alley. Maybe because that's that's what I do is horror fiction. So, but uh, but uh, anywho, yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> well, shoot me your email when I get it done. I'll uh, shoot it over to you. Alrighty. Yeah, I'll I'll have Francie do that or I'll do that. One of us, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but and the yeah. haunting at the King House. The haunting at the King House is not fictional. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. It, it is really... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, lately I've been into a lot of more um, serious, like, uh, um, nonfiction type stuff. And, and there's some of my authors, like uh, Tom Gato Lawson in Sweden. He has a... Um, I know something, Tom. I think that was on television in Sweden called... Uh, well, it was uh, Swedish, Swedish Hauntings. She knows I know Tom. Oh. Yes. Oh, well, well. Do you? <laughs> do, do you? See? Yes, we've actually talked to Tom. I've talked to Tom a couple of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just published uh I I published two of his books over the years recently just a couple of weeks ago, his last one. Um uh, he's got a lot of great He's he's really good. Yeah, you got to read his stuff. I mean, Oh, it's he's, it's he's exceptional, um, but uh, the stuff that he's doing with Swedish hauntings is very um, well. You know, um, when I look on television, switch the channels, go to different like um, uh, uh, investigations, ghost investigations, um, and stuff. It's European stuff is very interesting to me because it's it's old and it's ancient and. Um, that's what draws me to some of his stuff, and you know, and stuff like from Ireland, Scotland, uh, well, a, and um, and South America, and so yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, ghosts have yeah, been around a, forever as long as people started dying. Well, you have to understand that <laughs> yeah. anything to do with science. A lot of people are still trying to think science can't catch up with the paranormal, but that isn't true. You have to understand that science absolutely has caught up with it. That it's not about what you guys call spirit. We call energy. And first law of science is you cannot recreate and you cannot destroy energy. It only change from one form to another. Therefore, when the body dies, where does that energy go? It has to go somewhere. Because you can't, you can't recreate it. You can't destroy it. Therefore, we believe in the science field that influences into the atmosphere around us. Um, it's like maybe two frogs eating each other. And they can have residual Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's 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 one thing that I'm really intrigued with you about is that you are able to contact and you're you're able to contact the missing and you solve cases. That is How one of well, I gotta ask you I gotta ask you this. Um in talking so far, uh when I was talking about ghosts uh, you talked about energy. What's the Correct. difference between our conceptions of ghosts and what you're talking well, about energy? Okay, think of it this way. The human brain, it's very, it has to be able to figure things out. That's just the way the human brain works. Um, just like if you're peering down a dark hallway, you know, you might see something and your brain will take a couple seconds to try to figure out just what it is. It's happened to me a million times on investigation. The human mind is always going to try to figure out what is going on. That's the human mind. So when a lot we're, of people we're call to figure uh, out logic, like that right. did not so a lot of, Correct. Yeah. A lot of people call um, ghost, spirit, um, whatever the paranormal deems to call it at that point in time, because there's very there's. There's a variable of names for it. Um, But the thing of it is, is we have to remember it's all energy. Now, energy is attracted to energy, correct? Okay, so your energy, the energy that you may be having, say, for instance, if you're excitable, if you're, you got a high energy drive to you versus somebody that has a low energy drive, that high energy is going to connect to another high energy. It's like two batteries. They have to play off each other. So at that point in time, that's why a lot of people might see it and other people might not. It's because of the energy drive of the human. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like two positives make a negative and yet correct. Yeah, it's like math class, and you're trying to say two negatives make a positive, so... Well, you have to think about it, too. If a lot of people, and I'm a mortician, okay, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, do the dead come back, I would have told you, hell no. Not a a snowball chance in hell. You know, no. But I've had some things that happened to me, and I have started writing a book called Tales from the Morgue, um, and it is about the experiences that me and some of the coroners and other morticians have had. Um, we believe firmly that the dead can solve their own case. We're just not using the right equipment to connect the voice to the evidence. Um, a lot of times, because of the sound waves, Dogs can hear things we can't hear. They're on a different frequency. And that's much the same with energy. Energy is on a different frequency. They just found out that black holes do indeed make sound. So it's on a different frequency. Um, So we just have to tone in our equipment. And we have to be able to listen, not just with our equipment, but the best piece of equipment in this paranormal field you are going to have is yourself. Bottom wow. line, there is yeah. no other better piece of equipment out there than yourself. That, I do. You know, I'm, I, 
you know, and, I do and I, I mean, when it comes to that, though, what probably one of the biggest ironies, though, is the fact that we we technically use less than ten percent of our own natural brain funds. Actually, so. it's more like six percent, but yes. Yeah, imagine if uh, we used a hundred percent. Einstein only used eight percent of his brain power. <laughs> Imagine if we used 100%, dude. We, I do have a caller right now, area code 714. Well, okay. hello. Well, hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. He, he's coming yep. in there I, pretty sexy. I actually used 1% of my 10% of a 100% brain, so I will take credit for <laughs> only using... That, the smallest I am so part. feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the last Just to let you know, I really am going to steal that because that is priceless. Right there. <laughs> you, if, I, if you want to. I believe that's Brett. I believe that's Brett. Well, who else sounds this good? Oh, who else but Brett? That should be a. They should develop a sitcom about you, called "Who Else But Brett." There you go. Yeah, some, there we go. It would totally have like a goofy ass like intro theme with like a bunch of guys standing at the front door waving like "Hi." It's Brett. <laughs> it's Brett. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, this is this is actually a very I'm enjoying the show a lot. Um let me ask you this because I've had an uncle that has been missing for like 20 plus years. And originally oh, tell me they're giving me updates and they mentioned his name wrong and I'm getting Richland County calls now when I'm in California, and they're like, hey, so we want to talk about Carlos. And I'm like, his name is not Carlos. It's Carlo. And I think I sent you the video where my uncle's been missing for, like, so many years. We can't find him. I think that where they... I think that where they made the mistake, and this is a lot of times, you guys have to understand, everybody's screaming, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. Oh, no. But I, I, I totally say, fund the police. I'm, I'm so fun the police. Whenever I see a police officer, I, I shake their hand and I say, I yeah, support I you. I completely back the blue. But I, know better, I know better than anybody that these law enforcement agencies do not have the equipment that they should have in order to solve some of these cases. And then they have cases coming in every day, and unfortunately, they don't have, they need to put out cold case units. A cold case unit could even be um, the public that forms its own cold case unit that is legal in, in America to do so. Um, Dude, I, I, I totally say fund the police, and I know I'm in oh, California and I'm talking about the police officers, but I'm, no, I am so far, like, every police officer I, 
I I see, I shake their hand and I say, I support you. And they're like, thank you. Well, you know, unfortunately, where this has gone astray with cold cases is they just don't have enough people. And they don't want people on the case. But if a case is over three years old, it's time for let them to, to let them step back and let other people step in. Because what they might not have seen, other people, because we're not governed by the same laws they are, we can get away with a little more. Um, so it's, you know, let people step up and solve these cases. Because yeah. it's not about who gets the fame. It's not about who gets the caller. It's not about who finds it. It's about bringing that person home. Bottom line, it's bringing that person home. It's solving the case and bringing justice uh, to that individual and their families. Closure. Right. Absolutely, yes. You, you, you um, know that something went wrong. <laughs> you know they're not there. But you still need that closure. It's all about closure. And my, uh, I, I sent you a video in my uh, messenger yeah, uh-huh. Michael Paulo was my best friend, and I took – no, Nick, you're my best friend. But I – yeah, Michael Carlo was my best friend at that time, and he just came up missing. Well, unfortunately, after this long of time, they need to uh, – and, you know, families have the right to bring in whoever they want. They have that right. They should have it. Um, so, but, I mean, we get away with things like with the Chaya Taylor case. I had no problem stepping. We knew who killed her. We knew who killed her. But the police uh, couldn't cross the boundaries. So, me, I'm not governed by their law. Oh, so wow. I had no problem jumping in the backyard of a serial killer to get the plate number off a truck that was covered. Wow. Um, you know, it could go good. It could go real bad. You never know at any given time. But me That's and my true. team have absolutely gone above and beyond what the police can do. Absolutely. Wow. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll say this, but if um, to, to definitely uh, profile the King House. <laughs> oh yeah. If you. Uh, if, if you end up coming uh, coming down this way to uh, South Florida, we actually, actually have I one. South, I live in South Florida Wait. part-time. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Oh, really? Wow. I, well, I'm, I'm in uh, Coral Springs. so. Uh, okay. I'm actually on both the Grand. Oh, wow. Okay. That, yeah, it's a stone throw away then. Uh-huh. Cool. Well. Have you ever been over to Yesteryear Village up in West Palm? Oh, um, trying to think, have I? No, I have not. Sorry. Okay. Um, you're, you're, I mean, you're going to have to go through all the right channels to do an investigation, but um, there's actually a place there called the Riddle House, and this place is so haunted that uh, it actually made some of the newspapers because. Uh, an FPL worker was assaulted by one of the spirits. It actually threw a frying pan and hit him in the back of his head. That the King House Amityville has nothing on the King House. Nothing. 
The King House has so. taken down many, many, many investigators, many people. Um, yeah, so, and, so, so I was going to say, I'd be interested to see what you, what you come up with on the uh, on the Riddle House, if you ever go through there. So. Yeah, I know that I'll be tied up for the next probably year getting this movie out, so. Understandable. So, unfortunately, so. I'm, you know, you have to, sometimes you have to step back to step up. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, and it was, like I said, it was just, it was just luck that I ended up with stilettos going out into TV and movie. Um, Do you have some most intriguing cases that really, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but do you have some most intriguing cases? What ones are the most intriguing or interesting to you? I do. Um, I think one of my all-time favorite cases was the Chambers House. Um, and it dated back to slave days. And Mr. Chambers was murdered. Now, for years, you have to understand, decades upon decades upon decades, the same story flew around. Um, we had actually got to go and investigate. We did find the actual gun, the actual gun. Now, it was an unsolved murder from 1860-something. And we literally were able to locate the weapon. We were able to do um, ballistics testing on trajectory of the weapon. And we were able to pull the whole story into what truly happened. And the thing of it is, is his own wife actually killed him. (laughs) Wow. The gun is now... The gun is now in the museum at the cha- in Chambers County, Texas. Um, but we were able to solve that one, and I think that's one of my favorites because I was able to pull blood splatter from 200 years, almost 200 years. Wow. Um, which was amazing to me. Yeah, so I think that's one of my favorite unsolved cases I've ever worked. The other one is the Chaya Taylor case. Um and it's just because I don't think I have a fear button. So uh-huh. we were we were literally stalking. We went into a wooded area where we knew that she was at, um, where they had partied at. And there was an old house that was falling down. It was decrepit. And we kept smelling the odor of decay, odor of decay. And, of course, I'm not going to fear anything. Now, we we caught somebody following us. They were just off in the trees watching us. And, of course, you can either run away or you can run, too. Um, We decided to chase him down. That's how we figured out it was Kevin. Wow. Oh, man. So I've literally literally gone after serial killers and did not phase me one iota. To me, that is, like, probably the most scariest thing. I mean, you you deal with death, and everybody, that's the number one fear is death. Well, statistically speaking, everybody that walks by in the the world today will have passed at least seven serial killers in their lifetime. Wow. That's statistically proven. Wow. So, I mean, I can only choose one. 
drug dealers, but, you know, didn't know about serial killers. Well, yeah, I, no, I did it a couple of psych- well, I, well, I did it a couple of psychotic exes in my past, so <laughs> yeah, that really doesn't surprise me, Eddie. behaviors. Wow. One of my former wow. best friends, he robbed a bank, you know. Hey, yeah. my sister robbed a bank. <laughs> <laughs> This girl she is little wife. <laughs> she slept. She fell asleep in the car get the getaway car, but she tried. <laughs> uh-huh. well, I, I can top that. Such a a I'm like, um, so I'm from South Carolina, and uh, yeah, I got a little radio show. And you're like, well, this you is what I've done. Thirteen of us. So you have to understand, one of us was going to screw up. I mean, that's just the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> One of 13. Fuck up. Well, you a jackass ex-best friend of mine sent a stolen $94,000 of stolen money to my parents' house when I was still living there. He told me his police records, and I'd been to, gone to school with him from K through 12, so well, dummy here trusted him for, but, you know. Yeah, I they're found smart. out. dropped him like a bad habit, though, too. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah. Well, my sister, my sister went to prison, so you know what are yeah. you gonna do? Uh, Mike's friend only got two to four with good behavior. He gave back most of the money, but he didn't use on drugs and hookers. You know? Oh, my sister didn't. My sister got out. Well, she never committed a crime in her life, and so she was on probation to begin with because they didn't actually get away with the money because she fell asleep in the getaway car. Yeah. And she was the driver, mind you. Okay. That's what my so they all said he was too. They all got caught. She went, she got probation. When her friends got out, they went and tried to rob the same damn bank. The same oh, bank. Geez. Last thing that you want. Even, the last thing that you want is a to... Yeah. The yeah. last thing you want is a getaway driver that doesn't get away. Bummer. Yeah. yeah, they they weren't even smart enough to pick a different bank. You know, so most people words, turn to crime because they're not smart enough to do a real living. Some criminal story that you will hear on the radio, you're like, well, after you're like, oh, shit, that yeah, was my Yeah, they weren't even smart enough to pick a different bank. I don't know. Well, most criminals <laughs> are become criminals. They can't make it at doing a real job. Right. Well, this you is know? the moral of the story. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> The moral, the moral of the story is if you're going to be a getaway driver, you got to get away. That's all. Yeah, it's the moral you, of the story. You know, you not if you're going to heroin and everybody gets busted, yeah, kind of your fault. Yeah, that's yeah, not he, that's not cool, man. Not cool. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You know, like I said, guys, don't do drugs. Just don't yeah. do them. One out of every thirteen. Right. You knew the numbers was going bad in our family. We had 13 kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like counting, <laughs> you're, you're counting months, right? your brothers and sisters. It's like one, two, three, 13. Yeah, somebody's going to jail. Yeah, one of you is always going to jail. We don't know which one yet, but somebody is. <laughs> uh, those are the rules. 
Open up the betting pool now. <laughs> I got hey, uh, three on. I got three on Matt. Okay, well I got two on Scott. No, Lisa well, will be there. Grade. This is a sad thing. It was eleven girls, two boys. Oh, oh well, wow. no wonder why. No wonder why he's in jail right now because the weak girls are bitches, man. We oh, yeah. sent him to jail from birth. Why yeah, are you doing like, that? Why are you doing that? Why yeah, did women you do are, that? Yeah, women definitely have a whole different mindset on things. Oh, man. I would rather work with a whole bunch of guys than a whole bunch of women. It's like, oh, I, agree with, I agree with that mindset because... I had a, a friend, that, well, we grew apart, but he had been one of my best friends in elementary school, and he went to, you know, him and his second wife were kind of on the outs. I think they were separated, and talk about re- re- reconciling, I think they might have been divorced or reconciling, and something uh-huh. must have happened, because she brought a knife and killed him, but the worst part was, oh, she oh. cut him in half, oh. she ended up. And, and they didn't find the top half till springtime. Damn. See, yeah, I mean, they reported place. it missing in September, and she buried the bottom half and threw the other half, the top half in the Thunder Bay River near a dam up in Alpena. <laughs> you know, so I was like, damn, what a way to Jesus. go. He must have really pissed her off. She must have that much rage. We can say you she know. was halfway thinking. Yeah. Yeah. She was halfway thinking. He had 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 a tendency to be kind of abusive, so I'm just wondering if that was the end result. I've wondered that for a while now since I found out. Because I was Mm -hmm. on my class reunion committee, and we were trying to find the guy. And we we took a neighbor running into his siblings to a friend, another classmate running into his siblings to tell me that, you know, for the reunion. So it's like, damn. Well, Tom? Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to go on the record here for a moment and just say that you seem to pick the most interesting friends. <laughs> I've had some, I've had some, uh, yeah, I've had some boingers, I'll tell you that, you know. Yeah. Thank Robert, so. you know. Murder I became a conversation, I tried to avoid people. Yeah, I wouldn't say they were friends' friends, but they kind of, at times they grew apart, and that's just... Former friends or whatever, you know, acquaintances. Yeah. Yeah. I've run the gamut on them. I won't deny that. Yeah, that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, I tried to avoid them. That's the way to I mean, I could see if she killed him if he was being abusive. But, man, she was had a lot of rage to cut his. The dude was like six foot three. You know, I mean. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, he's half the man he used to be. <laughs> that's a bad joke. I had to tell it. Yeah, actually, that that was pretty good, dude. That was really good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I actually wrote a short story about yeah. it too. That part was unintended, Francie. Yeah. Believe me, I. Yeah. 
But uh, I'm trying I, to deviate from the subject. What is um, what 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 uh, what what do you think was probably one of your most challenging cases? That was my next question. I thought I thought I was going to jail one time. Um, we we had picked up a floater. You mean my mortician career or? Well, I, I'll go on with uh, how about uh, from both aspects, mortician and paranormal. Okay, well, I can give you two and one. How's that sound? That's a, okay. that's a fair deal. Okay. <clears throat> we have, like, a lot of times we'll get in um, people, especially during the corona height. And actually, um, my episode is coming up on Haunted Hospital, um, episode three, season four. Um, and it'll be airing October. But awesome. I was it was it was the height of the coronavirus and the fentanyl overdoses. Um so we were understaffed and over overbooked. We literally had to bring in semi recoolant trucks to place in the bodies. Wow. Now you take all the corona wow. you take all the corona cases, you take all the fentanyl cases that was running high at that point in time, and then you wow. add in all the the cancer, the accidental death, the, you know, just the everyday stuff. Well, I had gotten a call. There was a little boy. He was about a year and a half. Cutest little boy. Oh, no. And he had a very, very rare brain cancer. So oh, he went to the man. ME's office. He went to the ME's office because we had to figure out how to stop that cancer. So that's why we do biopsy of the brains and stuff. And when we get the bodies back from the Emmy's office, their organs, like the heart, the lung, the kidneys, the brain, everything like that comes almost in like a white trash bag looking thing. Okay. okay. Because wow. we have to weigh out the, we have to weigh the organs. We weigh the organs on everybody. So I have this baby's organs in my hand, and I'm doing the pickup because there's only two of us on staff. So I have the car, I'm doing the pickup, and the baby was way too small to fit on the gurney. So we had oh. dialed we had dialed the um fire department to bring us a car seat to transport. So she's holding the baby and we always wrap him in the blue blankets and the little hat. You know, we try to give it as much normalcy as possible. And I'm holding this baby's organs in my hand and me and her are just talking this baby opened its eyes and did a full-on cry. I don't mean like a wham. I am talking like a starving baby cry, like wham, wham. There is no way oh, in hell that baby oh. was making any noise. I had its lungs in a bag in my hand. The lungs were not in the child. I thought the ME was going to throw the child. I dropped the organs. I was like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. So I told her I would send somebody else back to get the baby in the organ because I was not putting the baby in my car because if that baby would have started crying on the way back to the mortuary, I'd have wrecked that car. No ifs, no ands, no buts. I'd have wrecked the car. Oh, so yeah. that was one of the trippiest things that has ever happened to me other than the Michael incident. Um. We've had. I, I I would like to say I would not like to have your job. And well, I mean, 
normally it happens very rarely, you guys, but I have literally seen like shadow figures loom over the bodies that we're picking up. They don't, they, they're there. Um, they will go yeah. from wherever we pick them up and they will transport with the body. Um, I've seen it a million times. Well, what you guys call shadow figures. Um, oh, I've seen yeah. it a million oh, times happen. Of those shadows figures because we're we're kind of touching base on that now. Well, I well, think that a shadow figure, like I said, I think it's here. energy. I think it's energy. Of course, it's medically and scientifically proven that for 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours, the individual can still hear you. They can feel pain. The nerves haven't shut down yet. So that's why we don't do autopsies 24 to 48 hours after death, because they can still feel the pain. Oh. Um, wow. So we don't, we don't, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's just the body's way of dying off. Um, but I truly believe that what you guys call shadow figures, what we call maybe connection, um, stays with the body until actual time of death. Like there's a time of death they call on you when you're deceased, when your heart stops beating. But there, in the mortician world, there's a secondary time of death, and that's 48 hours after when all your um, was, nerve endings die off good. and stuff like that. We call that a secondary time of death. Okay. What's the creepiest part of your, uh, how do you want to put it, um, Line of work, so to speak. I, I never know if they're coming back on me. I think that's the one thing that creeps me out. Because, for instance, um, and I put this up on my wall. This happened, I guess, a couple months ago. A couple months ago. Um, I don't know the exact date. I'd have to go back and look. But there was an inmate. Two inmates got into a fight. One got on the losing end with his head stomped in. He was taken to the hospital. He deceased. They took him down to the morgue. We're called to pick him up. Okay? I was physically shoved downstairs by this thing. Physically. Oh. Wow. Um, Ended up in the upstairs area of the hospital. Um, I put the pictures on my Facebook. But that's why um, I keep telling people when they say the dead don't come back, that's bullshit. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you get a very angry one. Um, Other times you get one that's just confused. We had a knocker, what we call a knocker, after we put them in the refrigerating unit. Um, You'll hear knocks throughout the building from that specific So, And we all know just don't open it. We all know just do not open the door. We're fine. Yeah. It's fine. Just leave it alone. Um, but you never really know if they're going to come back, when they're going to come back, if they're going to be pissed. You don't know if they're going to attack you. You don't know if they're going to be nice. You you don't know. Oh, Just my don't know. God. I mean, that, that, that's, I that's, that's the mystery of it all, I think. Oh, my gosh. I like it. Of working with that situation, I mean, it's kind of like I don't, I can't work under these conditions. You're working under the worst conditions ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of like. 
Okay, and oh my gosh, I could not imagine working underneath those conditions. I think that. Hi, boss. Hi, hi, boss. I'd like to quit. The patient's being too critical of my uh, skills at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have the skill set for this one, boss. Yeah. Well, well, um, you know, it's. We had a woman, and this is no, this is, I mean, it, it's not funny, but it's actually funny. Um, like I said, it's not funny, but it's so funny. You know I just want to put that out there. It's not funny. Somebody's going to be funny because you're going to say, we had an older lady be brought in. Um, I didn't do the pickup or anything. But I was doing all the um, cremations that day. And we had an older woman brought in. And cremations are normally ran nighttime. Um, So we can have them ready for the next day. Well, they brought her in. And I'm sitting there in the cremation room getting ready to cremate somebody, fingerprinting them. And I hear a knock on the door. Now, normally knocks on the door don't bother me. I'm used to them. But the word help came behind that knock. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. So I hear it again. I tried to ignore it. Yeah, I tried to ignore it. I was like, nope, I'm not dealing with this tonight. And it came again. And it was a very faint voice. So I was like, damn, now I got to open the cooler door. So I went in and I opened it. She was standing there. Standing there. She was not dead. Nope, nope. Oh, my God. I'm going home. She was not dead. Okay, so we had to dial 911 to come get her. I'm, and I'm, so they got her. Two hours later, she deceased from a heart attack. Security, you don't oh, know geez. me. Security, you don't know me. I'm going home. No. Nope. So they called us to go pick her back up. And the first words out of my mouth are, are you sure she is dead? <laughs> you know? No, I would say, Security, are you sure? You <laughs> no, my words is, Security, you don't know me. Nope, I'm going home. Yeah. I mean, you don't know you know, me, Security. Just... Brett, come yes. on. What would you do? I know but Brett. She was not deceased. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't deceased. Throw that bitch out the window and make sure she was dead. She I mean, not, hell no. Yeah, like, just put her outside, like, open the passenger side window and just let her hit a couple of mailboxes on the way home. All right, listen. I I had a, a, a short foray into the um, mortuary science field back when I was in okay. my early 20s. Okay, yeah. so I worked in a mortuary. Dirty, you don't uh, know me. Uh, yeah, and um, we used to go on what we call first calls. Now, yeah, you know what a first call is, right? Obviously, you're yeah. in the mortuary industry, and um, yeah. you know we had uh, the the place that I worked for. We had contracts with uh, several local hospitals, and especially you know old folks' homes. So yeah, you get that call at two home. o'clock in the morning. You, yeah, you know what I'm uh, talking about, right? Go on the first call at 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, there were there were some disturbing things that, uh, you know, I had to deal with. Um, 
But I think the thing that made me walk away from the idea of continuing on with that profession was my first stillborn. And oh, that's I couldn't. I just, I, I couldn't. It, it, it was too, it, it was too much for me. I, I'd seen a lot in the year and a half that, uh, that I did that work. Um, well, children but, but are always that, hard. Yeah, they're very, diff- it's very difficult. It's not, I don't care what anybody might think. There are those of us that have been there and have seen it and have done it. Okay. Yeah. I really don't think that anybody could truly understand how heart wrenching it is. I I couldn't. Especially I just couldn't. for the newborn. Yeah. We had um we had a little girl brought in and the mom was illegal alien. Um so she didn't come down to claim the baby for a burial or a cremation or anything. Um we had the baby for over three months. And so we just kind of all adopted her, named her Baby Bell because I worked at the Bell Tower Funeral Homes. And um, we kind of gave her her own little, you know, cremation. So we adopted her. It's heart-wrenching. You know, uh, also, I think I might have something to add to this whole thing. The the funeral home that I worked at was in Orange, California. Uh, it's no longer there. The building's still there. They've they've moved it into a they turned it into a, like a, some kind of a movie theater or something like that. It's so weird. Oh, but wow. it's in downtown. Ah, movie theater. Um, so anyway, um, when I worked there, it was like back in ninety one. I think it was ninety one, ninety two, somewhere around that area. And it had this upstairs apartment that was awesome. It had like a total chef's gourmet kitchen up there. But the guy that yeah. I worked with, his name was Glenn, we would, listen, alcoholism exists in the two industries in the United States is number one airline pilots, number two yeah. morticians. Am I not wrong? No, you're straight up right. <laughs> there. Right, because – just the stress and everything you got to deal with. But that particular place also had, uh, besides that uh, upstairs apartment that was a two-bedroom, was awesome, there was also an organ room. And the building was built back in, I think, the 1940s as oh, a wow. funeral home to begin with. And upstairs, um, adjacent to the addition of that apartment, was the old organ room. And this place had a history as it were and i remember being up at one two o'clock in the morning waiting for a first call me and glenn would be drinking and uh we'd hear noises coming from the old organ room and uh it was a huge organ that was up in that room it was incredible i used to play it pipes everything but we would hear these noises clanging noises, all kinds of weird shit. And everybody's like, yeah, the place is haunted. I'm like, yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. What was I, like 22 years old at the time? Oh, yeah, uh, no, but, no. Wow, dude. You'd be sleeping in the middle of the night, and, and you'd start hearing shit. And we'd have a well, body in a coffin and get ready for, you know, a service the next yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, stuff. I never talked to my patients until Michael. Um, when when the Michael incident happened, I now talk to all my patients. 
every I tell him step by step what I'm doing. Um, and it's because I, Michael damn near made me quit. Um, that was about the last of that. That's the one that's going to be on Haunted Hospital. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he damn near, that was damn near my last day when Michael came back. Wow. Um, you know, people just think, and it's weird because people think that morticians just work from like a five to whatever, five to nine job. There has been nope, so many days. Not I at all. Sleep, I used to sleep with my business suit hung up right next to me because I knew it could be at any moment I would get that call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get that first call. First calls, you oh, can't plan on any of that shit. You just don't no. know. If, you if don't have a life. People don't understand that you don't, you have, don't a have a life. Everything, everything in that industry, like I said, I did it for like a year and a half. You are constantly not getting sleep. You never know. You have to be always ready to go. And then the other thing that turned me off about the whole funeral industry was the sales aspect about it. There's a whole... Yeah course of classes in mortuary science that deals with just sales so you got to sell shit and you're taking advantage of people that are grieving to exactly. up your your income for for the house yeah. that you're working for well see um, the nice thing about get them the best nice nice thing about what i do is i don't have to do that we have somebody to handle well, the funeral. I just yeah, the I, you do have the funeral directors just say, hey, yeah, I can bury them, and yeah. heaven forbid, if it happens in California, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Well, I do all the embalming and the cremation. That's my job. Oh, oh man, I could not he, imagine that, doing that job, honestly. That was actually... That was actually the most peaceful part for me of the whole thing it was embalming. Now, I, you know, I, I wasn't involved with, with makeup and sutures. And uh, uh, there was a girl at the place I worked at that was very good at what she did. And, uh, but just, you know, it, almost, it, it's, uh, it becomes, you know, factory embalming. I could well, be, always, I, I, always also the religious aspects where they say, oh God. no, you're yeah. not going to burn me. Well, well this is the I thing. Mean, this is the thing. You know, a lot of people say, I don't want to be cremated. I don't want to be cremated. But when you're looking down the barrel of 10 to 20 grand on a funeral versus 1400 yeah. on a cremation, you're going to take the cremation. Well, well no, I got we, a better we, idea. We My, actually, I mean, we actually took the burial because, you know, that was his parents' wishes, and yeah, we took the burial. You can have a viewing. I mean, we do viewings all the time. Well, my thing is I, when I, when I, I go, and my uh, wife understands this. My wife understands that when I go. My wish is to be donated to the body farm in Virginia. That's mine. And that's mine. I, that I, told, I told Nick, sell my body to science if I pass away. Sell my body to science. My, my I preference know is you are to, a mortician no. now. I know because to, that is every mortician. Get me to the body farm. 
get me to the yeah. body farm. And if, if anybody doesn't know, let me explain well, what this is. And I'm sure you could back me up. The body farm is a place that has everything to do with forensic science, okay? Yes. So I, I would like my body to go to a place that, that's going to go to a place that's going to further understanding of forensic science. So they'll put bodies right. in different situations. They'll put them right. in a hot car. They'll stick them out in the sunlight. They'll, the body will sit there, and it'll ferment and do its thing, and it helps forensics understand how somebody died, if they were murdered, right. and what the conditions uh, of that crime scene were about. I want to be able to contribute to that knowledge, and I think that the body farms have always been, like, really fascinating to me for, like, 20 years. Have you ever over, been, have over you ever been to one? Have you ever been to yes, one? Yes, I've been to one. Yes, I love I it. Have. What? I love it. I love it. I love it. There's I love actually it. farms of bodies? <laughs> yeah. It's, actually, what it is is, yeah. What the, it is the, is the, they, bodies, take, they take people and do mock cases. Like, for instance, right. car crashes. Um, right. Things like that, because what it does is it then helps the people that are going into forensic science or going into death investigation or going into, right. well, even ours, even even the mortician side of things. Um, because yep. this way, we know how the body breaks down, at what rate, at, I mean, if it's yeah, Right, the whole thing is a controlled environment Environment. even though it's outdoors it's it's a controlled environment and they they study how a body breaks down in different situations they've got a lake there they got a huge lake and in where we call floaters yes there's a lake there and they They'll 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 take different uh, donated bodies and they'll wrap them up. Like if somebody was murdered and they were wrapped up in tarp and rope and all shit and thrown into a body of water, well they simulate that type of uh, situation, right. and then they study it. And what that does is it helps the forensics teams determine how long a body's been in the water. Um, what was its cause of death? If there was strangulation, if there was a bullet room, any yeah, all of these I, things. I, I, um, any yeah. marine animal, any marine animal um, marks right. on the body, stuff like that. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, I, I it, it, wanted what kind to of go into feeding on science, and then I found out that I'm not very smart in science. Oh, no. and I'm like, do not get into it. Trust me, I went well, to college. Death investigation, basic pathology, criminal profiling. Don't do it. Right. I'm telling you, I used to like I used to like the human race until I went to college. Now I no longer like the human race, and it's because of the fact that I've seen the evil that humans do. It's, when you are is, in a position to see the back end and, of everything, yeah. yeah. When when you're in a place where you witness and and clean up. The, the result of human evil, when you have to right. see the best and worst, everything on the back end, when you're working in, in forensics or mortician-type work or any, any kind of funeral uh, service, you, you have to it become very sucks. hardened. Yep. It sucks. Exactly. It sucks. You, have to, you have to be it's, in a position to where right. you – how do you harden your heart? You can't. Um, you have to you be have able to... to shut off your emotions. 
you have to be able to separate how you feel about things from the reality. And that's Correct. very, very difficult. Exactly. Very difficult. And it's mind-caring. Okay. Absolutely. Let's say me. Let's say no. me. My, my uncle's been missing since 1990. Uh, he was my best friend. We've done they need to a start at the beginning, though. Cases, how, this is the reason cold cases do not get solved. Somewhere along the line, somebody did a misstep. Somewhere along the line. It could be in the middle, the beginning. Somewhere they missed a step. Unfortunately, yeah, they law did, enforcement they did does not have his name right, and Carlos hated oh, the fact I've seen that, that a million times. people called him Carlos. I've and, seen that a million times, then. Yeah, and I'm like, his name is not Carlos, it's Carlo. Get it but right. This is the thing. <clears throat> This is why I'm fully believing that, I mean, I think my team's the only one out here doing actual unsolved. Um, We've been doing it for a while, but I believe, I honestly believe that more people need to form teams for unsolved cases. Because what the police may have missed, you may have picked up. It's different people see things different way in life. You have some that see things down to the smallest details when you have other people that see things broader. And with that being said, it kind of takes that whole team in order to look at it. That's why when you do forensic science, they don't just call one forensics person to the bar. We don't just have one mortician on staff or one body hauler on staff. We literally have a team. And that's because what one person sees, the other one might. What one person doesn't see, the other one could pick up on. Um, I think that there needs to be more people out there doing cold cases. You do not have to be able to go to school. I mean, it helps if you do, because then you know what you're looking for. But families can call anybody they want in, just like private eyes. There are so many people left out there with unknown answers like you. There are people out there with broken hearts that just like, what if, where is he? You know, could, could he be found tomorrow or next month or whatever? And It's the not knowing that kills you. It is. It is. And so when you have a team that diligently works on this case, even say they don't solve it, but they get you some answers. At that point in time, you're not only helping the victim, you're helping their family. And there is no greater honor than to be able to do that. Anybody out there that says, that says, oh, well, I can't do that. I'm not licensed or I'm not this or I'm not that. Okay. You know what? Posted on social there media. There are a lot of couch. There are a lot of couch detectives that are damn good, and I mean damn good. Yep. You know what? Don't be afraid to step in to help somebody. Just make sure you go by the letter of the law. All you got to do is go on and look up the laws on it. Make sure you stay to those laws. Get get your license for your team because without that license for the team, you can get in big trouble. But if you have a cold case license and anybody can get them, then 
at that point in time, you are able to work cases and make sure all family members sign something saying, yes, we want you to come and help us. Other than that, there are so many people out there and so many cold cases out there that we need more what I call boots on the ground. And I travel all around America teaching people forensics. I took five years of college for it. I go around and I show people how to incorporate forensic science into the field of the paranormal because, let's face it, it's going to benefit all of us, every one of us, if we get people out there knowing how to use it. And if they can go out and help, say, a family member find their loved one or a family member get even more answers, that does nothing but help those people. And push come to shove, that's what it's about. It isn't about, you know, me or, oh, I solved the case or this or that. It's about helping that family that needs it. That should be your only thought. Okay, I need it. I I need my uncle, Carlo. Well, I mean, I could dig into the case, but I am so booked up with this book going movie right now. Okay. That my world is like 20 different directions. Yeah, I, I want to find him. That's, He's still missing. Well, I mean, you know, just think of it like this. He'll be found someday. He's around someplace. Um, you know, if it's any consolation, Amelia Earhart still hasn't been found. Correct. Yeah. You know, so just, just yeah, think of it like us, that. Give us a recommendation. Well, I do have a very good cold case team that I do know of. Um, I don't know what their caseload is, but I can reach out to them for you. Okay. Um, Like I said, I can't speak on their caseload. I know that I stopped taking caseloads just until this, until after we hit L.A. and do the filming. Um, and then I'll be back to my normal everyday life. So we're about to be cut off. Uh, where can we find you? Mm. Anybody that wants to see the um, the projections of uh, Stiletto Diaries, Stiletto Angels, and Stiletto Night, hit up my Facebook page. It's under FPI Unsolved. Um, If you do have a cold case, don't be afraid to reach out to me. Or if your team just wants to learn forensic science, reach out to me. We do teach, and we do teach it for free. We do not charge anybody a penny to do this. Um, So just hit me up on my Facebook page. I am kind of really busy right now. (laughs) But... Understandable. Um, I'm happy to help anybody that I can. All right. Excellent. Uh, so we're about to be cut off. And okay, I do want to talk to the publisher though. You need Nick. an email. Nick. 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 <laughs> Nick. <laughs> He's out playing with his Halloween decorations. We'll hit him up later. Oh, I'm just getting ready to get started with that myself. But, Nick, where are you, dude? 
Thank you guys so much Hamsters. for having me on. Oh, there's Nick. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, like uh, up on a tree for a did few minutes there with on... lights, Halloween Wait, stuff. Wait, did you just say on a tree? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I heard it Nick, wrong. You're... <laughs> Nick, you're too old. You're you're too old to be climbing up trees, dude. Come on, how long have I known you? You you yeah. Trees? No. Oh, Not still good. gotta Not do it. Good, gotta man. hang the lights. Gotta hang the, <laughs> the the spirit things, thingies. Yeah. So. He, he takes the back. But I am here. Now, we do. Hey, you guys. I would love to yeah. invite you down October. Oh. October 28th and 29th in Florida at the Old Grissom Hill. They are having, the whole town is putting it on. And FPI Unsolved will be there um, to teach forensics. So I would love to have you guys come by and just stop in and say hi, do some investigations with us. Um, It's going to be great. I mean, the whole town's in, they're Several places to investigate. I'd love to have you guys along. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm, I'm going to send you a message in Messenger. So right now. Oh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I was just going to say that. So I would yeah, love to have my, uh, I, I would love to go. So um, please feel free. I would. I would really like to have you guys there. I'd like to invite you. Well, thank you. You know, um, so. Great. Yeah. Yeah, would that'd be great. Get a date, Williams. Oh, wait, you're married. I am yes, married. Yes, I am. Hey, see, we're both married. Bring your <laughs> wife or bring my husband. Bring oh, your I, wife. I will. We're, we're... Yeah, we'll, we'll right. go for sure. It should be a lot of fun. I love the Grissom Gel. It's one of my favorite places. I would, it'll be a fun place, that's for sure. It is. It's so. a really amazing place, actually. It's going to be awesome. Sweet. I want to book you again later. I would love to um, give me about a month because Coroner's Month is next. Well, I start Corners Month in the 25th. So give me about a month, but I would love to come back on for you guys. You're kind of happy and you're kind of sad. Just she's going to be back on. Oh, I live a crazy life, my friend. I live a crazy life. Well, don't worry. But you're you're among writers, so... I wouldn't trade it for all yeah, the gold in the world. That is true. Brian, what do you got to say? Yeah. Are you talking to me? Yeah, just... I'm talking <laughs> to you. Talk... Okay. <laughs> well, creative people in general, we're all a bunch of uh, kind of crazy people, aren't we? <laughs> oh, that shit crazy. That shit crazy, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And I think uh, I think that all of us have a lifestyle that cannot be explained or understood by. Yeah, some of us have nine to fives, 
but that doesn't mean that our lives are normal. Uh, we all look for things that interest us. We all go to places that most people don't go. Um, very interesting. William, did you uh, just inbox me? Me? No. I'm doing it now. Uh, <laughs> it freaked me out when you said, you freaked William, me out when you said, are you coming on the show tonight? I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I am on the show, aren't I? No, that, that was the first time. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, my brain left. Well, here first. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get the link so I, I know to get it and put it in my uh, calendar for the uh, for the investigation. <laughs> yes, it's the old Griffin Gel. Look it up, you guys. It is a force to be oh. reckoned with. You know what, nice. Brad? 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, you know, you were talking about normal people. I actually have come to believe, now that I'm in my 50s and over the years, that um, you got to, like, take the box and invert it. Uh, I think that we're the normal people and the strange, weird um, uh, kind of, um, you know, people that have more problems are are the majority and we're the creative types that uh, that that realize that there's a meaning to they're, us and we they're normal instead of just having just normal day to day like you know whatevers you know i think that I we're think so. the people that are that are the ones that are normal and they're not i concur you know what yeah. I, I, wait, I would, wait, I would say this. Wait, what? She concurs, uh, right? I, I concur. I, I think you're absolutely correct. Yes, we <laughs> we are the weirdos, but in truth, we are the sane ones. We're the ones who see things that the other people don't see. Well, it's and because people or maybe that not see not. or say. I mean, nobody, none of us really have the answers. All the answers. We're just, we're all trying to get through life, but we're the ones that uh, pursue things, ask questions, and instead of just, you know, living day to day. Okay, all right now, all of us, who's Gen X? I'm Gen Gen X. I think we're all Gen X, aren't we? Yeah, I think we all are. The best, the best X is the Gen X. Well, this is like I was saying. I actually um, am right now. I got my laboratory at Piedmont Technical College, and I'm trying to figure out how much a demonic spirit weighs. I know that sounds weird, but you have to understand negative energy has a different weight than positive energy. So if somebody's possessed after they get exercised or whatever you want to say, um, that weight that's lost, is that the weight of the demonic? So that's what I'm working on actually now. I know it's crazy, but hey. No, actually that's something I want to talk to you about on another show. I want to speak to you about that. Yeah, but definitely be careful playing, you know, do, with that part. I mean, uh, demonic stuff is always, 
you know, that, that always comes to a you know, great price and everything else in between. So. Oh, yeah, I have I wondered, a, I, I I have an opinion. I'm of the opinion that the, uh, the weight of the demonic uh, is not compared to the weight of the physical people that uh, have, like, big problems and stuff. So, I mean, well, when we're talking about the spiritual realm, um, yeah. it's a completely different principle. But if you think if about it, Diane, Germany did a study, and with each person at the time of death, precise time of death, they lost 1.3 ounces. Okay. Oh, you know, I, I saw that on YouTube. I saw a thing about okay. that on on YouTube now, where uh, the where there was weight and they actually um they did research on it and they they uh they yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was a ten year long study. So ponder this. Ponder me this. Okay. We know that dark energy weighs more than light energy, scientifically proven. Okay? Yeah. So most with demonic if we could do the same study, but with a demonic, we could actually find out how much a demonic weighs. Now, we could take that weight of that, dim- the, uh, my, I just can't, okay, with the demonic, and we can compare it to the weight that the Germans found with the human soul, uh, whatever people want to deem it. I call it energy. The paranormal field calls it spirit, soul, whatever. If we could do that, then think about it. If we could start the weight out and figure out how much it weighs right before um, depression, oh, God, it goes in steps, infestation. I have a best friend that's a uh, priest that does exorcisms for the Catholic Church. That's the only reason I know this. Um, I believe it's, possession, uh, infestation. If we could weigh that person before infestation or know what their weight was, and after their exercise, minus that, we could figure out what a demonic weighs. I know it sounds crazy, but then again, it's science. If if I may, I would like like to interject with my own thoughts if if I could. If I can be entertained. No, you minutes. can't. Shut up. No, I'm kidding. No. I, I, I am <laughs> kidding, Brad. It is a hypothesis, and I understand that. If we're looking at ethereal, the ethereal realm, I don't mm-hmm. believe that that realm answers to the laws of physics in the physical realm that we are subject to. Uh, we, we are in physical bodies. We are spiritual creatures, but we are bound by this mortal coil. However, Correct. I think in the ethereal realm, I don't, I don't know that the laws of physics or science would apply to say that uh, an ethereal being could be weighed in a physical sense um to me that just doesn't add up just my own thoughts there 
I don't yeah, think but that... Uh, that stuff I heard on... Uh, the stuff I saw on YouTube, um, I think was a... Um, when the person died... Okay, um, here's my um, didn't have... It, it had a less of a weight instead of right, a more okay, of a weight to it. There is something friend. that escaped it. It was missing 1.3 ounces, and that's with everybody. That was from infant to elderly, from animal to, I mean, that was everything. Um, I do agree with her. I'm not dead, thank goodness, but I am, like, going through some stuff right now, and Francie, I did Francie, really, Francie, I lost Francie. We're actually talking yeah. about a scientific study where they oh. had corpses that passed away, and they studied uh, the weight differences when they passed yeah, away. Okay, why well, like 20 pounds yeah, time of death. like in two weeks? This is the thing. I mean, we may never prove the theory, but science is attempting to prove the theory. And so we may get it, we may not. It's, it's a shot in the dark anytime you have a theory in science. It really is. Yeah, um, but it's fascinating. It's not good in science. It would be fascinating to try. I think that the truth is the truth. And religion and science eventually will come together when they both find out what actually is real and what's not. You know, right. which religion right. isn't, what the meaning of the universe is about, and the, and what happens after death in the whole nine yards. It, I right. think, even from a not, this is a scientific principle. Also, I mean, just rationality. What makes sense makes sense when you look at the whole scheme of things and it all lines up, then where it all lines up, that's make that that that's where you go instead of um you know the the other direction where it's like I, I just don't know you know you just have to put two no, and two together gosh. and and the meaning of the universe will reveal itself to you. I think that no, there's I, I actually think that there's a there's a, a whole overall scheme of things call it god call it whatever's responsible for everything and I think that there is a purpose for um things to be veiled for us to find out and then you know you look at nature you look at everything the world around you and us and 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 two plus two equals four, you know. Um, then then as a science scientist or just a rationalist, you, you just look at the world the way it is, and we all agree predominantly on the way nature works and the way everything works and stuff. But there's another side where, like after death in the spiritual realm, where we just don't know. But if we keep on pursuing scientifically and even religiously just by having open minds we can figure out we will figure things out just like i believe in like if bigfoot exists eventually we'll figure it out we'll find out something about it if right. aliens exist eventually we'll know 
uh, and, and you know the whole nine yards. Even, I mean, uh, death well, and all the death? all this spiritual stuff. I think well, over time, as years, as long know? as we keep pursuing the subject, right? You know, we do know for fact beyond a shadow of a doubt that the mirrored realm exists. What you guys call what is it? Uh, portholes or whatever uh, veils, portholes. There's well, not so just many portals, uh, portals, but um, um, oh, I hate to say it, but like you know what Marvel's doing with the multiverse. I do think that multiverse. there's alternate yeah. universes. Well, there are also we, Stephen Hawkins has absolutely proven it beyond a doubt. We know it yes. exists. And here's um, the other thing: it's just that we don't know how many is the problem. We do know the closest when, one to our our realm is the mirrored universe. Um, when we talk about space and time, we don't know. Yes. Yeah. When we talk about space and time, and Stephen Hawking's, you know, with his book, he talked about space and time and relativity. All of these Correct. things are not as we perceive them. When we can go even to some crazy places. Like aliens. Okay, I don't believe that aliens are coming from other planets. I believe that they're they're interdimensional beings, okay, because they are able to bend space and time. Well, they can be from other planets. I mean, the universe is vast, Brad. But uh, but. I think the spiritual realm is um, other dimensions, and a physical alien can come from another planet me, because they're physical aliens. Let me ask you question, and I'm going to ask this question because kind of up there right now. Okay, Mormonism, okay, there are beings from outer space, but yet, when you guys say there's beams from outer space, you call them Martians. No, but, they're from no, Mars. No, 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 no. listen to no. me, Nick. Let's, Martians let's, are from Mars. Martians are from Mars. There's other planets from outer space. But those aren't Martians, if they're true. Martians are from Mars. What makes the Martians, uh, the Mormons, Martians? Mormons don't have Martians, Francie. Oh, my goodness. They don't have Martians. They got different kingdoms. We will. We we really (laughs) do. Are you saying Mormons are from Mars? No, I just said... And Muslims are from Venus. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I think think that it's... I I mean, I know that everything has to do with energy. and, And there's a lot of questions out there that we're not going to be able to solve in our lifetime. Um, and that's why it's important that science takes a foothold and goes forward. Hello? I gotta I, I gotta yeah. say, um you, you <laughs> I, I I've had more more of an enjoyable time on this uh 
this uh, show than I thought I would today because you were very open-minded and you, you listen to other points of view and I really respect that a lot. So I want to say well, thank you. Of course you. you have to. I mean, it, it's asinine to be closed-minded, especially when you're in the science field. You know, you can't be yeah. closed-minded on anything because let's face it, science is a field where there's vast, uncertainties and with that being said if you're shut off and you're closed-minded to things you're going to miss a golden opportunity i mean like i said what one person thinks of could be the breaking key to something you cannot be closed-minded on anything i do not believe in closed-minded anything because i believe that each person has a valid point and sometimes you just need to listen to them i agree and there's something that Nick said earlier that when it comes to, you know, religion and science, these are not, you know, these are not concepts that don't have anything to do with each other. It, it, since I was Correct. young, I've always felt I've always felt that science and religion are both searching for the same answers. They're just doing it in their own ways. That conclusion might seem different but they're not we're both they're both looking for the same answers okay Correct. they're both I one agree. is based in what we we take as fact the other is based in complete faith is your faith and the facts are going to be conflicting with each other then you have a problem but if you can have an open enough mind to understand that faith and fact are both born of the same thing then you have a much better chance of trying to understand things. Correct. I I never close my mind down. I always tell people in the paranormal field because they ask me, well, I've only been in it for two weeks. It doesn't matter if you've been in it two days. The person that's been in it two days could break this field wide open versus the person that's been in it 26 years. It doesn't matter who breaks it open. It's about breaking it open. It's about going forward in the field. And I really think that's where all the drama in the paranormal field comes from. Everybody wants that TV show. Everybody wants that movie. Everybody wants that, you know, everybody knows who I am thing. And this is the thing. It really doesn't matter what other people think of you. It's what you think of yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And... You have to be able to be like, okay, look, you know, this person came up with this device, and yes, it's concrete, it's solid, it holds merit, and they may only be in it for two days. Well, you know what? That person there, right, all they're doing by introducing that is bettering the field. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.